Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hmm. Uh. Huh? <gasps> You're listening to Cryptid Clues, featuring your hosts, Taylor Field and Ruben Olson. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of Cryptid Clues. I'm your host, Ruben Olson, and I am followed by... I'm the other one, Taylor Field. Welcome to our show. We've got a good one planned for you today. But first off, let's have our wonderful Taylor Field lead us through with some plugs about where you can find us online. I mean, you found us somehow to listen to this, but you can find more of us. Where can they find us at, Taylor? You can find us at cryptoclues.ca. That is our website. We'll have blogs, everything like that. You can find us, you know, social media channels, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. That's a Crypto Clues. You can also find us on our Patreon. Crypto Clues there as well. And if you want to send us an email, shout outs, you know, say hi, share any stories you have. or just want to, you know, chat. Cryptoclues at gmail.com. Uh, 
that's pretty much it for the plugs and also on our patreon there's some exclusive episodes too so if you're not tired of listening to me shill it yet go check it out see if there's anything you want <laughs> we don't just do more of these episodes we have special kinds of episodes with stories encounters all that good jazz carrying on today we're going to be diving back into the bar menu because you know it was so interesting last time taylor just found so much cool stuff in the document that I sent him, and I failed to read any more into it. So this is going to be a big Taylor-centric episode. Let's give him a hand. Well, I am you, here to react and clap and state my opinions as matter of You're, fact. He, to reenact. Is that what you said? You're going to reenact everything. <laughs> no, no. To state my opinions as matter of fact. <laughs> Whatever I said before that, it's already gone. This is completely <laughs> candid. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you basically said it. The episode we did diving into the bar menu and covering some of Jordy McGrainer's research, I felt like it was satisfying, but at the same time, unsatisfying how much was left that we couldn't dive into at the time. I wanted to dive into this research that you had found because it blew my mind how in-depth it was. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's still so much that we can get into talking about today. So I kind of went through his research I picked apart components of it and condensed it into these talking points that we can get into in this episode. So I guess we're going to just start here. I mean, I'm just going to dive right into the plan. I mean, yeah, okay, so Jordy McGrainer, he's a zoologist, came out into Pakistan and wanted to just find this cryptid. His plan, and we talked about this on the prior episode, this methodical approach is an idea based on gathering new reports and creating a questionnaire that pertains to the physique of these creatures. Looking at areas where hairy hominids were thought to dwell consisted of, again, former USSR, China, Iran, Afghanistan. He picked Pakistan, specifically northern Pakistan, because of just it being a little bit more of a welcoming area to explore. Which makes sense. Mm. And this is something you mentioned before, this kind of plan that he set out with. I just think that's great. I, I, I think that's that's how you should kind of go at it, going out into the field and talking to these people. Yeah, his questionnaire was so incredibly detailed. Um, you should definitely dive into that because it reminds me so much of the history of the Mokeli and Bombay and how they interviewed the tribes and stuff in Africa for this big dinosaur thing that they were seeing. Ask them questions. Does it sound like this or sound like that? Don't feed them an answer, show them pictures. And then they point at the same picture every time they go and interview someone different. And they go, okay, they're all talking about the same thing. Absolutely. Uh, the imagery that is supplied in this, it's its its fascinating. Again, he, you know, he doesn't have a solid actual photo of a Bigfoot, but he's got sketches. And he's got sketches of, you know, we talked about this, of apes and other similar looking uh animals and that sort of stuff so when he shows these images to these village people and these local individuals it kind of hones in the fact that okay they're all picking the same thing and that same thing uh which what, what was the name of that one creature man. thank you yeah so he was using that as like a reference again it's not anything that you can use as it's not concrete but it's a foundation for something that you can build off of especially when you compile so many of these sightings. Absolutely. This exploration now set up into two phases. The first phase, this one actually lasted from December 1987 all the way to October 1988, was devoted solely to becoming more familiar with the area. Going in, learning about, okay, which areas are less drawn for tourists and just how can we get really remote and kind of understand what we're dealing with. Exactly. It's like exploring the map in Fortnite before you develop a strat to get your victory (laughs) royale. There you go. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, The second phase, this one lasted from January to October 1990, was spent to revise basically the uh, methodology, the basic idea that they had formed uh, in order to contribute the gain knowledge of these hominid characteristics. So you're looking more into vegetation, everything like that, and compiling all the evidence to further enhance uh, this whole exploration part. Both of these phases Mm -hmm. consisted of basically setting up lookouts and observation points as well in the hopes of actually having an encounter. From what I had found, though, he himself did not have an encounter based on this research. 
how disappointing do you think that feels? You know, you go out here, you interview so many people, you get so close, you get the stories, you get footprint kind of things, but you never get to see it for yourself. That's a, it seems like a very common theme in so many different, I mean, not just with cryptids, but many other things, people just hoping to see something and it never happens, but everyone else gets to experience it. It's quite saddening, actually. And it's like the whole community at this point, you see it once and it makes you chase it and you never see it again. Yeah, absolutely. It's a fluke and it's, it's a lucky fluke, but Mm -hmm. it seems more inclined to appear to those who are not expecting it based on everything. You're not looking for it. Exactly. And that seems like the key for anything, which is weird, but people go out and they just stumble upon it. Hunters, you know, fishermen, whatever you're dealing with, they just go out, truckers, and boom, there it is. Catches them off guard. And that's usually what kind of triggers it. So in this sense, it's it's just to be even like us where we've never had that that thrilling sensation of an encounter, if you want to call it that. Uh but it's it's only fueled our drive to just kind of learn, understand more of what we can about these things. Yeah. Now, because we're looking for it, do you think we're ever going to see it? Oh, gosh. That's the question that... Uh, ask, me, ask me that again in like 30 years. And, and, and then I <laughs> well, can answer... Well, by then we'll know if we've seen it or not. Yeah, so yeah 30 exactly. Years, we're I'll have be a good like, answer interviewing each other on our eyewitness encounters <laughs> or just being straight up disappointed or Bigfoot and Sasquatch things will be discovered and they'll be working behind the counters and like wow it sounds terrible if I say they're just like working like odd retail jobs but maybe they're just like us they just want to integrate bring them into society bring them into society yeah I can be there I can be their hand solo they'll be my Chewbacca Oh, integrate like that? Okay, that's not the rut I was thinking. I was, you made me, you triggered a a memory in my mind of when I was looking into different species of humans that used to exist on the earth, because there's so many of them, and how certain actual Homo sapien DNA is actually intermingled with other human DNA, like Neanderthal and that kind of stuff. So I thought when you said intermingle, that's what you were referring to. (laughs) Maybe that's what triggers that... um... Not really disease, but that mutation where you get hair all over your body. I'm dealing with right now on my my facial hair, my chin here, my cheeks. Like it's just growing. You got it. You got it way more prominent than I do. <laughs> uh, for our listeners out there, Taylor just has some uh, some baby stubble compared to me right now. It is like hardly even peach fuzz qualified. Meanwhile, I I just look like a bum. Like my beard hair is unkept. It is frilly. It is everywhere. You got Vikings. It's, it's not great. You got Viking Viking hair going on there. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Uh, but anyways, so landscape. The settling of humankind, basically, in these mountain areas goes back far. However, the inhospitality of the environment and the geography actually prevented the population from rising too high. This whole district um, of Ch- Chitral, Chitral, interesting word, has a population of about 160,000 people, which isn't, I mean, that's a lot. It's fairly larger than some of the more prominent cities in British Columbia, I'd say. It Uh, it is. Like, when I was living out in Alberta there, one of the nearby towns had a population of 500. Mm -hmm. And it had stores, it had places to, like, places to work, it had gas stations, all the good stuff. You could, you could get by just living there. Yes. So, 160,000, you said? 160,000 and mind you that's not in a concentrated area like you would see a larger city like a New York City or something like that like we have to think of a district like this is a large large area of you know the country and when you spread 160,000 people out roughly over that entire district you can have a lot more thin thinned out areas and demographics of people especially when you get to these areas that they were trying to become familiar with that are more remote to tourists and more remote yeah. for villagers. That's so sad. Um, thinking back to our previous episode, our last report there with the missing kid, there's just so much uh, child fatality out there. Like they don't, or um, mortality, I guess it's kind of similar, but the mortality rates for children are so high in that area. There's 160,000 in the population. 
but the police too too many kids are going so they don't bother to look not only that but the the individuals that have to endure this don't even bother reporting it sometimes oh it's just a spirit or oh it's just something else like the police station is so far away like that dismissal of this incident seems to be widely unreported i couldn't even fathom how many more accounts are probably not even we're not even made aware of basically out there because there's probably a prominent exactly speaking of being made aware of things it's time for an ad break Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Welcome back, everybody. Ad break over unless you subscribe to our Patreon, at which point you just got some awkward silence. (laughs) So this overall area, now it includes extensive mountain ranges, again, inhospitable and difficult to access. 
there is a very low density of human occupation in those areas. Most of this district is actually uninhabited, with the exception, again, of shepherds roaming through those more remote areas. And that's something that goes hand in hand with that previous episode. We we're talking about those yep. encounters where shepherds were generally the ones, the older, you know, 50 range out there, and they bump into these things left, right, and center. Inhabited by a Sasquatch. Mm-hmm. So starting in December... And running all the way through to March, the area is actually covered in snow, which I thought that was very, very interesting. Again, we're December through March, December all the way through to March. Yeah. Yeah. So we're dealing with an area that's, again, right at the base of the Himalayas. We're dealing with two territories here, the Barmanu and the Yeti could be the same thing for all I know. (laughs) Um, The district, however, is actually inaccessible by road for six months of the year with the passes actually being closed. I thought Mm. that was very interesting as well further adds to the whole foundation of this area being so remote and i mean humans can't stay in most of these places or let alone get to them and that's from what we know that's where bigfoot and yeti and sasquatch and all those wonderful things that's where they like to live well that's just it intelligent life you know What's a good example? If, if you're a criminal, I'm not saying Bigfoot's a criminal, but I'm just using this as an example. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> I know. I'm just using this as an example. If you're a criminal and you want to stay away from the cops, you will learn, okay, where they're driving around, learn their routes and stuff like that, and just kind of operate outside of their spectrum. Yeah. If you're an intelligent uh, human-like primate and you know people are going to shoot at you, want to capture you or whatever... You're going to hide from them. And what better place to hide than places where humans are not? Exactly. My, my, equi, equi, uh, what's the word? Um, Equilibrium. Equalization. Equalization. Equator. No, no, that's not it. Uh, equator. <laughs> my, my uh, perspective on that dynamic of you know, the cop and the Bigfoot. Maybe that's horribly wrong, actually. That's very wrong. Can that wrong. be a movie? Ooh, The it Cop can, and the Bigfoot. It can be a movie. The Cop and the Bigfoot. That's the title. Trademark, Cryptic Clues. Starring <laughs> Taylor Field and Ruben Olsen. Um, I'll use this as much a more appropriate dynamic. It's prey and predators. You kind of oh just touched upon that lightly there, just where they're going to hide away from people shooting at them. So you have deer that might know and suspect, hey, <laughs> there are cougars out there, or bears out there. Like, I need to keep my distance, and I need to know, okay, at this time of day, they'll probably be here at this time of year. And I'm sure when you're dealing with 12 months in a year, six months that these roads are closed for <clears throat> with inaccessibility to humankind, these things are probably prancing around like no tomorrow out there, thinking like, hey, it's perfect season right now, no humans around, like, let's go to town. But, I mean, no one's going to know. <laughs> no one's going to be able to get up there to see. I mean, they're not really going to come to town, but yeah, they're going to go to town out in the woods. Exactly, exactly. Well, and that's just like, there's there's very few reports where people see like a family of Squatch or they see them playing with their young ones or something like that, but they do exist. And those are always like reports where somebody's way up in like a tree stand. They're in like a blind. They're out hunting, so they're hidden. They are downwind or upwind or whatever you want to say. Yeah, upwind. They're not noticeable, right? The Sasquatch don't know there's people around. They have yeah, no idea. Of course. Of That's course. when you get those really intricate reports where you, you get to witness their normal behavior. Because everything that we see is their around people behavior. It's this it's you don't want to call it like two phase kind of point of view, but it humans in general, they act yeah. differently out in public than they do at home. And it's the same same thing here. You know, well, you're think comfortable of the, in the environment. Um, think of the swamp ape footage. The guy successfully snuck up on one. It's out there picking at a tree, throwing some barks and logs into the river or the swamp. And when he finally makes enough crunching sounds, the Bigfoot just stands up and he books it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was like a little a little peep window into the hidden life of a Bigfoot. Yeah, and in other accounts that I've kind of explored that seems to be the case they're very you know they're calm and they're docile and they're kind of going when they're when they've been had you know they'll they'll maybe make eye contact with you but they don't stick around usually they're out or there is the rare occurrence where maybe they want to challenge you which to god i hope is not the case for many people (laughs) that would be 
terrifying. Comes up to you and he's like, you want a thumb wrestle? Thumb wrestle? Or he wants to challenge you. Yeah, there you go. Or he wants to duel you, you know, whip out the Yu-Gi-Oh deck and just go <laughs> right to the shower room. <laughs> Exodia on the first turn, every turn. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, it's interesting you mentioned, you know, seeing like family groups and stuff, because my next topic here is actually diving into the sightings. Throughout uh, Jordy's research here, uh, there was 27 eyewitness reports. They, Jordy McGrainer actually gathered a total of 31 incidents. This features a variety of 17 males, two females, one juvenile male, and in regards to tracks, six adults and one young. And specifically in the year 1987, it had the most sightings, uh, which came to a total of nine witness reports. Hmm. So... Again, I, I love the diversity here. You have a juvenile male. You have, again, two females, a bunch of males. I, it makes sense that you would probably see more males kind of out and about because they're probably just exploring or salvaging or hunting foraging, or something. Yeah. Or hunting, absolutely. The fact that you'd see a juvenile male, that's interesting. I mean, seeing any young, I would envision to be exceedingly rare because that's something you're dealing with that's going to be extremely well protected just like any other species on the planet is going to guard their young like a, like a juvenile male bigfoot like a little kid or like like an adolescent i think a juvenile would fall into the category of um not not like a little kid but probably more along the lines of just a younger like a young adult but it's still able to go out on its own maybe maybe it was out there to learn Everything yeah, in probably. the Himalayas is our kingdom. But that town down there, <laughs> you must never go there. <laughs> Absolutely. 110%. Um, my next topic is the appearance. Was there anything else you want to add to like the sightings and the different like No, 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 no. no. Uh, You're good. Types? Carry on. Okay. The appearance. This is where it got really interesting. Jordan McGrainer all this information he composed, he even was able to dive into like the fingernails, the description and stuff like that. It was crazy. Interesting. So human-like, obviously a bipedal body, very stocky, massive with broad shoulders as witnessed its hairiness extends over its whole body. While the face is nearly hairless for the males, the average height that they were able to kind of pinpoint was around 1.75 meters, which is about 69 inches. The tallest being 1.85 meters which is about 73 inches for the females it was around 1.70 meters which is 67 inches and that is only based on the two female sightings that they had actually were able to account for <laughs> so again these numbers are only estimates based on what the eyewitnesses had seen the skin is often described as brownish, whether it be a result of tan from the sun or merely dirty. That remains to be seen. The hairiness, though, again, lacking in the, uh, the face area overall. Not very bushy eyebrows, but long eyelashes. Some of the males are actually reported to be very hairy from the lower jaw down their neck. So kind of like, like a very prominent beard almost. Mm -hmm. Eyelashes, though. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine a Bigfoot fluttering its eyes at you? I don't want to imagine that. <laughs> you sneak up on terrified. Patty and then she winks at you? <laughs> no, 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 no. She can wink at the other the other Bigfoot in the bush, not me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> What's that? Is so, that a rock clock? No, that's a Bigfoot <laughs> wink. They blink loud. <laughs> they blink loud. <laughs> The uh, hair that was kind of pulled, pulled down from their beard, it merged into the rest of their descending body hair. So again, among the females, this feature was lacking as the females are noticeably less hairy. And they had obviously the more the physical attributes over their chest. And yeah. Head hair, however, is very prominent on all these individuals, varying in length. Ears were covered in hair mostly. The upper part of the hands and feet were covered with hair, including the fingers and toes. The hairless parts consisted of the palms, the soles, and even their knees, which makes sense. And the, the knees thing I find very interesting because when, when you're dealing with information, someone 
who sees a Bigfoot might just say, hey, it was covered in hair, that's it. But to get the, such a finute detail of the knees being hairless, it's like you wear a pair of jeans and you're always like bending down your knees, grabbing things, it's gonna wear away. So it makes sense why there's a lack of hair there. If these things are crouching down on their knees and foraging, like that footage you showed me of the guy, he got close enough to see this thing kind of reaching, grabbing things, right? It's kneeling down until it stands up. Something is obviously or these things are obviously like breaking apart uh, bark and looking for maybe like grubs, that sort of stuff. Yeah. So let's see what we got here. The overall density, however, of the hair, fairly low, whereas the skin is still visible through the hair. 60% of the sighted cryptids actually had dark hair, which was classified into the black, reddish black, dark brown kind of category. And the other 40% that were seen had a lighter color which is around like a clear beige, a reddish, and a reddish brown or gray. So again, you're getting a very good chunk of diverse physical characteristics, I guess you could say, in these witness accounts. Mm-hmm. And when you're you're looking at a Yeti, I mean, we're, we've, I think we've yet to do an episode on the Yeti, have we? So when you're dealing with something like that, it's usually just, hey, it's the big bottom snowman, white hair, everything like that. These don't necessarily sound like a Yeti, but who, what do I know? Could be one and the same. Yeah. I mean, there's the one report where they describe an older one with some white in its chest, right? Yeah. But let's go back to the knees for a second here because I find that quite interesting. So mm-hmm. um, correct me if I misheard you, but did most of these witness reports state that there was hairless knees or was it just like one or two reports that said, oh, this one had hairless knees? That didn't come... F- if it did come from the reports, it wasn't in the reports I had seen in this research. That was... Uh, a note that Jordan McGreener had put into his research when he was talking about the hairless parts that were described on these things. Right. Because so if you think to like the Patterson Gimlin footage, you can't really see the knees. But then Independence Day footage and some other Sasquatch footage, it looks like they have hair on their knees. So I wonder if maybe it was just a couple of individuals happen to have no hair on their knees because they're bending over more in the area or whatever they're doing. But I feel like that might not be a common trait amongst all of them. Or maybe it's that subspecies that's out there even. Depends on your uh, surroundings too, right? Speaking of surroundings, let's surround our listeners with another ad break. We'll be right back. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back. If you are a Patreon member, you are surrounded by awkward silence. <laughs> and maybe that'll be the last time I shill it, but we'll find out. Carry on, You're Taylor. shilling. You're shilling it. You're shilling it. <laughs> uh, the surrounding portion. So when you're dealing with environments, like North America, for example, we live in a very damp kind of climate when you're out in the bush like there's a lot of the ground is soft you can bend down and chances are your knees are probably going to get like a little bit wet you know they're not really going to get kind of mucked about and torn up i judging by the climate and the the weather and the type of geography you're dealing with in pakistan the northern part of that district there were elements that reminded me very much of british columbia Mm-hmm. So you made a note of that last time. Yeah, it's hard to say. But if, I mean, if you're dealing with very rocky areas and rocky regions of that district, then maybe that would kind of account for it. But that's a very peculiar, peculiar aspect to these things. Mm-hmm. Hairless knees. Um, but moving forward, however, uh, body proportions... Incredibly powerful, muscular backs, broad shoulders, muscular arms, longer than humans, mind you. The forearms are shorter than their upper arms, which again, that goes hand in hand with the kind of thing that we've seen, like the paddy footage, right? And many other representations, just those long arms, but the smaller or the shorter, you know, forearm situation. Uh, What else do I got here? Hands are very large, which makes sense. The palms long, itself are long very Long upper arms, right? Long upper arms. Yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah, exactly. What you're touching there, that longer part there, and then this yeah. part is the shorter part. For our listeners, uh, Taylor and I are on video right now, so I'm just touching my biceps and showing them my guns. Yeah. But I want to bring that up as an interesting point. If you're going to wear a costume, the only thing you can feasibly do as a human being to give your costume longer arms is to lengthen the forearm. You can get forearm extensions in the costume. You could have those little robo hands with the claspy glove mitts. You could put those in there. You can make that part longer. Of course, then you're not going to have articulated fingers without some kind of machinery or like that extendable claw. However, you cannot lengthen the upper arm. As soon as you do that, you severely limit your mobility because A, you're not sticking your human arm through there and bending an elbow. If you want to bend 
the elbow on your costume, it needs to line up with your actual elbow. Otherwise, you don't have your arm in there, or you're going to break your arm. It's so. worth, it's, that's a great point, and it's worth noting, you know, you can create mm-hmm. a device or apparatus to allow such things, but who's doing that back in the 80s in North Pakistan? <laughs> right? Oh, that's exactly it. And when, when people look at Sasquatch sightings and they just dismiss it as a hoax completely, the only things that could explain the hoax would be that somebody hoaxed it. Somebody would have had to make a costume. If it's just one eyewitness, then it could be that that person's a liar. You really just have a couple of different options there. So with when you have multiple eyewitnesses that swear by this thing, it's not strange for them to just be talking about it. Who's going to make a costume? How does that costume work? Then we delve into the whole Patterson-Gimlin film argument. Was it a costume? Did somebody come forward or not? Three different people came forward and claimed to be the one in the costume, and every single time it's been quote-unquote debunked, it can be rebunked because that costume does not work with a person in it. Nor with the budget or technology at the time. I mean, it was very difficult to do. But avoiding that sticky topic there, putting that argument in Pakistan, it doesn't work. There has to be something there. Why why would you do it on Sherpas? What are you hoping to gain that Sherpas that have no access to much internet technology that being said like out in remote areas of this district what do you have to gain to pull that kind of prank you mentioned the uh patty footage now big difference between that is we got video footage that we could we could look at so you could say and make the claim hey they put a guy in a suit and they tried spoofing it being uh, a fake hoax Mm -hmm. sure they had the camera they could have set it up why not but then you have pakistan where these accounts are coming out you know, they're not going to the media and publicizing this. This is the work of an individual, Jordan McGrainer, who went into this area and actually got the information himself because these people, they were, it's just the norm for them. They deal with this. And, and not even on. just Jordy. There was that other lady as well that went out there and just got a couple of vocalizations. Mm-hmm. But there's other researchers that have gone out there because of these stories. And that's what attracted them there was because these stories already exist. You have the Yeti up in the Himalayas. You have nearby places that could be populated. You go there, interview people, turns out, yeah, we see these things. Absolutely. That's... I I apologize to the listeners if they hear any slurping. I'm drinking Red Bull very casually right now. (laughs) You executed that that? perfectly. I didn't hear a thing. That was flawless. I didn't hear the gulp in there or anything. That was fantastic. (laughs) Uh, so again, yeah, touching back onto the, the physique, yeah, you made some great points about the forearms, uh, the palms, again, the hands are very large and the palms themselves are very wide, which makes sense. Grabbing things, kind of moving or maneuvering around the legs, however, generally shorter in comparison to its body, the feet very short and broad, especially near the front being more prominent among the younger ones. Again, uh, that's not an attribute I was expecting, which is kind of how the uh, the feet being kind of shorter, because when you think Bigfoot, it's like, hey, big feet, but relatively <laughs> large still. <laughs> so there you go. It, it's only large because of the size of the creature. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, the heads, they're large and longer in the back to front direction, which is also visible in the juvenile ones. Additionally, the heads are sunken in between the shoulders. The eyebrows are incredibly pronounced. Almost like a visor over the eyes. Now, I don't mean like the actual like eyebrows. We said they're not really bushy, but like the the brow. The brow ridge. Yeah, exactly. Like like a caveman type deal, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so again, yeah, almost like a visor over the eyes with a narrow forehead. Cheekbones are prominent and extrude out to the sides. I guess that kind of uh, from other things that I've heard, it would kind of go hand in hand with like really wide like mouth jaw kind of ratio. And sometimes, like, people talk about how they, they give those, like, big smiles almost, which, again, you and see in that's apes. That's so creepy, too. Oh, I hate that yeah, thought. exactly. Can you imagine? I, I want you, Taylor, and I guess the viewers to an extent, to just put yourself in the shoes of somebody walking at night. Maybe you're up on a hiking trail. 
It's getting dark, a little bit eerie, quiet. You don't hear the crickets anymore. You just hear a rustle by a tree. And you look up and you just see flat, broad, smiling teeth on a humanoid face attached to a gigantic hairy being. You, th- you, th- you take it as being sinister. You really do. I mean, especially when it's like when you see someone else that you don't know laughing at you, you can kind of feel intimidated a little bit. And the teeth are showing. When you see apes, it's a sign of like, defense. Like they, you've seen like chimpanzees that are, you know, you see videos of like snakes being thrown in their pen and they're like freaking out. They're showing their teeth and everything. It's, it's a, a type of, you know, stance. If I saw that on something hanging from a tree and it's twice my size, three times my size, I'd like to think I would stand my ground and turn back and run. The, the uh, chimpanzees stand their ground, definitely. They take that snake and they whip it by the tail around like a lasso. Exactly. I don't want to be the snake. Footage. That's amazing. When they whip the raccoon out like a helicopter. I don't want to be the raccoon. I don't want to be the snake. I want to be in my car driving home. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just terrifying to, to actually ponder that. Why? What, what would you do if you're in that situation? You're walking down the path and you see those just a whole grin row of teeth just shining and it's a big hairy thing three times i would hope it's a female because you're hoping it'd be more docile or what would be the <laughs> less likely to kill me at least i would live a little bit longer okay. it might abduct me maybe i can sweet talk it and make it my friend and then leave peacefully or uh i don't know i mean if it's a male it might try the same thing and uh freak me out a little bit but i feel like the male would just kill me well that's the thing yeah i mean one of the accounts we talked about in that last episode, it, it consisted of a female abducting a child, right? Yeah, and so I have to shave before I go hiking. There you, yeah, there you go, exactly. Look more childlike. Exactly. The males seem to be not aggressive, but again, some of those sightings you were talking about with me, they were like reaching their hands out, like trying to get in close and like get the jump on some of these Sherpas. Uh, or not Sherpas, like Shepherds. Yeah, which... what do you think you wanted to take? That one encounter where they're literally beating each other around the bush kept reaching out grabbing at the guy did it want his stick did it want his goats yeah i don't want his clothes no idea there is a case of that woman even that it reached out and tried to grab her but the guy swatted it away right i don't know what they want it's like they just is it like an intense degree of curiosity do they just want to like bring you around and just kind of like like glance you over and just kind of like is like a current like basic interest that they have in you bring you to this area like the boy that grab and run like an abduction exactly because the boy was clearly not with that creature unless it if the boy fell and the creature ran off but from what we took as i I think he escaped. escaped and ran yeah yeah, I do imagine that these things don't have a very long attention span to keep people around. <laughs> Unless it depends on the kind of person and maybe what they're feeling at the time when they encounter a human being. But for the most part, I don't think they care. And it just kind of is a quick attention span moving to something else. Mm-hmm. That's just my perspective, though. Uh, so, yeah, we're talking about the cheekbones. The lower jaw is massive. And when viewed with the nose and eyebrows, makes the face appear almost flat. That goes hand in hand with many other you know, Bigfoot information that we've kind of looked over before. The nose is very broad among the adults, very short and flattened with an upturned feature to it. The mouth is much larger than a human's and the teeth are very similar to a man's with no fangs. I take it that literally means like no canines whatsoever. Like the, um, like the broad, flat. Teeth. yeah exactly kind of like a like a brontosaurus mouth or like a horse's mouth i think it's, exactly. they've been described as like a horse's mouth sorry as a dinosaur obsessed fanboy i went straight to jurassic park but a horse's mouth is it's those kinds of teeth where it's just mm-hmm. flat square mckellium bombay's teeth <laughs> yeah the, the mckellium bombay <laughs> and uh speaking of bombing away here with another ad break i think we should uh go to uh one of our last couple ones mm-hmm 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. And we're back. This time I won't shield the Patreon, I swear, but you can check it out. <laughs> uh, next one here, the genitals. Uh, not too okay, prominent. Okay, let's go back to another <laughs> There you go. <laughs> I thought this was just worth pointing out because, again, these these attributes, they're, it's such a weird thing to kind of fathom. But, hey, when you see something like this, like just it adds so much more realism to such an encounter. And mm-hmm. again, these generals, they're not reportedly to be, they're not reportedly being prominent. Uh, in the males, though, it's considered like when they're resting, much more like low key and subtle. Yeah. Not very distinguishable. Well, um, from other reports from around the world, too, I have seen that what little info we have about those areas, they've been described as being very, very small. Mm-hmm. Like human small, mm-hmm. small human small. But then you get into this report, too, where it's small, but then it gets three times the size you think it would get. Yeah. Yeah. There's many cases, too, where, you know, they're clearly their hidden power. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. But uh, many of these instances have reports of them like defecating and and that sort of stuff. And it kind of just goes more. I don't want to say like the let loose kind of lifestyle, but it's very, it's very animalistic. <laughs> Me with my I guess. Red Bull right now. 
<laughs> there you go. But it, it's very animalistic. Like when, when animals just decide to go, they just do it. And sometimes that can be prompted through sheer like excitement of just like unknown surprises just populating or like out of fear as a defense mechanism as well. Um, can you imagine if people did that more prominently? Like you're at the store and somebody cuts in line, you get angry, so you just poop right in the ground. I I would try to rectify that situation. So <laughs> you I be doing rectify. It. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going for the pun, I swear. <laughs> You'd be out there driving and someone cuts you off, so you just poop madly at them. It would be I, a normal thing for human beings if it was like that. that this is a really crappy topic, but Oh, I see what you did on. there. <laughs> Uh, body odor, strong and unpleasant. Witnesses reported it as being comparable to a rotting corpse. Goes mm-hmm. hand in hand with many other things that you and me have looked into. Just that stench, right? Sometimes people have reported a sulfur-like smell, depending on the type of encounter, what they witness. But those kind of things are attached to it. Just they don't smell good, which makes sense if they're eating sometimes meat or just never bathing. Hairy animals that don't really groom themselves can get really stinky and dirty. Exactly. The sulfur smell, you know, it's interesting to me. I would like to see if that is connected to the Bigfoots that are reported to have the red eyes. Yeah. That's something that's a topic for something else, but it is. And I'm excited to get into that topic because that's going to be, that's going to be very in depth. I can already feel it. Uh, Audible sounds that they make are reportedly strong and have again, no articulated speech. Like, you know, humans like we're having engaging in dialogue right now they're just grunts and shouts yeah at least from what they've heard out there exactly exactly. you and i know of things like the sierra sounds and all those yeah for sure uh next topic here encounters information now this is this is the one encounter i wanted to to kind of like shed light on information obtained from nur hamid 55 year old uh shepherd recorded february 16th 1990 on a day in April 1987, around noon, as the sun was behind the clouds, the witness was gathering morals in the mountains with his sister in a conifer forest at about 3,000 meters. Gathering Suddenly, morals? Mor- morals. M-O-R-E-L-S. Oh, not morals. Like, they weren't up there searching for reasons to do good things. I found no. my morality up in the trees, guys. I no. swear I'm a good person now. <laughs> it's a type of, for those that aren't aware, it's like a type of mushroom, like a fungi, essentially. Right. Um, <clears throat> so suddenly, they saw a hairy man. It was about 20 meters from them. Downhill, crouching in a bush in the fetal position. This was, again, as mined by the shepherd. When morsels. It saw them, was it morsels? Sorry, I'm so trapped on the whole moral morsels, morals thing. Uh, as it was written, morals. So you can Google like true morals. It's a type of fungus. Okay. Or morkella as well, I believe is another name for it. Yeah, sorry. Now you explained the mushroom thing and I was just so stuck on it. I thought maybe it was supposed to be morsels. <laughs> it's all good. So when it saw them, it moved towards them. He and his sister threw rocks at it and started shouting. Another man came to help them. And finally, the hairy man was hit on the head with a stone and ran away hurriedly. It ran as fast as a dog and disappeared in the forest downhill. This uh, I found really fascinating just because the the numbers kind of swayed this thing to kind of back off, I think, especially being hit on the head. But Mm -hmm. it saw them and I'm not saying it charged, but it is specified here and moved towards them. So (laughs) why? Scary. Why would it move towards them is my question. And especially if they're being loud and they're shouting at this thing and another man comes into the play too and finally they land a hit on its head that kind of deters it away. I mean, what was its objective? Was that just sheer curiosity? So that's the bulk of the information that I had condensed from there. Now, in regards to Jordy McGrainer himself, uh, just to kind of close out this episode looking at, looking into his death now the authorities in the chitral chitral area had actually advised him to leave the valleys months before his death in 2002 it was stated along the lines of because his life was in peril 
Some people were actually curious if his exploration into the Barmanu was actually a front for something like espionage or something like that. And I feel like oh. there's many ways to spin something like this. And yeah. I didn't want to dive too deep into it because at its core, I think it's just you need to remember hey, this research is presented here and found and that's what i wanted to really focus on but i thought it was interesting to kind of highlight this too because again his murder is unclear he was stabbed we don't fully understand why but it was the man himself he he lived in this area for over 15 years that's dedication to this whether i mean you want to believe it or not i'm sure he didn't spend the entirety of his time there looking for the barmanu but a good dose of that was dedicated to the research and basically learning the area and these cryptids. So I just think it's fascinating. And still, no one has been convicted for his killing. Wow. Uh, he was, or I think, around 44 years old when he was murdered. <clears throat> I mean, I, I don't think it was espionage or anything like that. He re released those reports. He has this document that we've read now. He was doing real research out there, and somewhere along the way, someone either wanted to stop him, there was a misunderstanding, or it was just a random event. Yeah. It's, That's so sad. It is sad, because who knows what would have came from it if he pursued it for another few years, because, I mean, again, like this this research is great. He could have this, found something, even. He, he could have found... I mean, I, I feel like he definitely did find something, but maybe he could have witnessed something which would have been even more powerful. I think it's worth noting this uh, research uh, that Ruben had found, I posted it on our blog. The blog is live on our website, actually. So it'll kind of go hand in hand with this episode that we did. But that's basically everything I have. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to add, Ruben, before we kind of close this out? No, no, that was great. Thank you so much for this exploration into the document that I sent you there. I definitely read all the reports and stuff, but I'll admit I skimmed through what I thought were the boring details. I just wanted to get the information, the reports, the excitement, because as a listener myself, I want to hear the stories. I want to get right into the sightings. That's what I want to present for people to hear. And then just to appreciate the sheer amount of effort and planning that went into Jordy's research. I think that adds a lot to his credibility. Absolutely. Yeah, well said. Um, yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> I, I just can't wait. We're going to be diving into, you know, Afghanistan, giant stuff like that in future episodes. Like we, we're just scratching the iceberg, I feel like, with this really. This is just a fantastic chunk of information to dive into. And I'm glad we got to come back and talk about this. So, yeah. Until next Me time, I mean. Glad. Yeah. We're uh, Mondays and Fridays, ladies and gentlemen. We got episodes dropping. Oh, yeah. We're going up there fast, too. Holy. What was the number for our last episode? Oh, my gosh. You put me on the spot. Oh, was it 25? Oh, oh yes. You know 25. it better than I do. Episode 25. 25. I remember seeing that pop up, and I just thought, wow, 25 episodes. That is insane. Mm -hmm. I remember we got and excited about the 10th episode. Yeah, and the statistics, what do they say? Most podcasts don't make it past episode 10. Exactly. So we had to really like run with it. Yeah, so the snowball is just starting, ladies and gentlemen. We're, I'm not saying it's all downhill from here. We're rolling that <laughs> ball uphill. So there'll be a certain point. Hopefully we plateau. But until next time, everybody. Taylor, do you want to add some plugs and stuff in here if they haven't left already? <laughs> You know where to find us, cryptoclues.ca, social media, Patreon. You know what to do. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.